0: Hello hi, I'm Zanzi, and welcome back to the Healthworm Zanzi Podcast, episode 98. Proudly brought to you by Healthworm Zanzi. I'm your host Joe and I'm so excited to walk this health and wellness journey with you. Remember, nothing is off limits. This week we are delving in the topic of their careers within the medical field. Have you heard of a trichologist? If not, no worries. You learn something new every day as we will be chatting about all information regarding trichology.
1: Alma, how are you doing? So, sure, Anne, I'm very excited to talk to you about hair issues and scalp issues. Uh, this yes. is my passion. Yes. many people okay. have problems
0: yeah. yeah. Before we get into that, thank you so much for joining us. I think on this very important topic for this discussion. We're focusing on rare careers within the medical field. Believe you me, I've never heard of a psychologist. So when I saw this as a career option, when I saw this as a career path in the medical field, I thought, you know what? I want to learn more about this. And I know you wear many hats. You are a moderator, a lecturer, a manager, an administrator, but Today, we're going to talk about you being a trichologist. So if you can just give us more information about what
1: it is that you do. A trichologist, it is not a well-known profession in South Africa, and they don't even have the qualification here. Trichology is a small section of dermatology, a small branch of dermatology, and it is the scientific study of the human hair and scalp. So a trichologist will identify, go in and identify the problem. If it's, let's say it's hair loss, for instance, the trichologist must go find the source of the problem and not treat the symptom. She must find why is it happening. Some people are just negligent with their hair and they use lots of chemicals maybe on the hair and scalp. Then it's chemical because of chemical conditions. Others again is autoimmune problems where you know the white blood cells in the body go and attack your own body like psoriasis or eczema, things like that. Oh pishariata where it falls out in circles and so on. Yeah. It's a very interesting field, yes.
0: Like I shared with you, I take pride in I always refer to my hair as the crown that I wear. I'm very interested in hair, hair products and Something else that I've learned from reading your bio is just looking after the scalp as well. I don't think that's something that we normally pay attention to. We just pay attention of the hair. And like you just said now, there's so many internal things that one also has to look at. Sometimes we don't know what can affect our scalp. What are those things that we do not look at that can actually really damage our scalps? But we don't know that.
1: Look, there are various reasons why. The first reasons would be mechanical damage. Damage is your equipment that you use on your hair. Let's Ah. say your hair dryer, your hairbrush, your flat iron. If it's too hot, if you put it on to 200 degrees whenever and you do it every day. If I put my iron on my jersey every day on the same spot, then you'll find that later on my jersey will perish in So that's what we do to our hair. And then we damage the outer layer of the hair. And that layer is supposed to protect the hair. So we call it the cuticle layer. So you damage it. And then later on, you'll find the hair becomes dry, unmanageable. And then many people come to me, but it's because they are using the flat iron every day. I say use it when you go to a ball. Use it when you go to a special meeting. But where your hair natural also. The curl of your hair, your texture of your hair, that is what you have inherited from your parents. And you must be proud of your heritage, wherever you come from, wherever you stay. Mm. It is our condition that is your responsibility. Are you nourishing the hair? Are you looking after the hair? Are you doing the right thing? What works for your friends hair eh, will not work necessarily for your hair. You must yeah. go find out what is needed for your texture. Our textures are different. And that is so because of heredity and what we've inherited from our parents.
0: So true. And Alma, I'm so glad that you're actually mentioning that because just looking at my own journey, it took a while for me to appreciate the way my hair comes out of my scalp. I also used to follow suit. And just, you know, straighten, straighten, straighten and use all sorts of chemicals on my hair until I realize, you know, I'm doing more damage and harm to yes. my natural curl yes. pattern and how my hair is just naturally. Yeah.
1: The other reason I said mechanical damage, the other reason is chemical damage. Those are the chemicals that we use on the hair and the scalp. These chemicals, they are alkaline. And our hair and skin is acid. So what happens is that what people do is they apply maybe a relaxer, let's say any relaxer. So it takes it out from acid and it takes it to highly alkaline. So sometimes people buy the relaxer at the shop and then they never neutralize. The neutralizer is important because what it does, it brings the hair back to its natural pH of acid. And many people don't do it, or they use an ordinary shampoo and things like that. So it is sometimes people don't understand these things. And this is where the trichologist comes in to help people to learn to work and to love the hair and to do the right thing. Definitely. And
0: I not mean, one can hear that you have so much knowledge about taking good care of one's hair and how that contributes to your health. Is there a space where you educate others maybe that work in the the hair industry as a health practitioner yourself?
1: I'm well known in the hairdressing industry. I'm well known at all the institutions that offer hairdressing. And I do go to them. I do moderations and assessments for them. And I sometimes give lectures at these particular training institutions. And sometimes hairdressing groups will invite me for a talk. Sometimes ladies will call me for a talk to talk about a day, maybe a a day for ladies. And then they ask me to come and talk about here and the issues. But I must say, Joanne, it was a difficult road for me to get here because the qualification is not in South Africa. And I have approached the services CETA to bring in a qualification like this. So I had to go to Australia to get my qualification. Wow. So if you look on the internet, you'll find many little courses and many people say do it, do it. But it's not a proper qualification. It's just people advertise to make money of you. So you'll study it maybe for a month or six weeks. You don't become a true trichologist when you do those things. Because it is more than that. Where the dermatologist will have a look. And the dermatologist will give you something and say, okay, your scalp is red, so I'm going to give you a script for a shampoo and drink maybe and a tablet for it. Where the trichologist will go in, have a look microscopically, and they will also do the work. You'll sit at the basin and they will analyze the texture of the hair. They will have a look on the scalp and they will help the person with the condition. Let's say the dermatologist gave her a special shampoo. Then the trichologist will help her to use the shampoo properly or to put the ointment on. It's difficult. Yeah. You must just put something on your scalp and you can't see what you're doing here. So yeah. many people come for that help. Others come for autoimmune problems. Others come for hair damage. You know, in a salon or at home even, if you use home chemicals, buy chemicals and put on your hair and scalp, you can make one wrong decision and it will take you a good year if you've damaged your hair to get it back. So it's important that you do the right, yeah. If you have hair breakage, hair loss, there isn't a tablet that I can give you this week and next week, you will have all your hair. It's a long-term thing to get it back. Many people don't have the patience Yes. Patients
0: that come in and that clearly suffer from alopecia, would they also see a trichologist? Or is it done in conjunction with a dermatologist then?
1: Many come from a, a dermatologist and maybe they've given up. As I'm saying is what I do is, and what I was taught to do, is to do a consultation to get the in-depth knowledge of why this is happening. And then the person must go for blood tests. Maybe I check the person's medication because some of the medications have side effects of hair. I will look at their contraceptives. And then, as I told you, I must go look for the source of the problem. I can't treat the symptom. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. use this tablet, your hair will grow. I must delve deeper in because your hair is a barometer of the body. If your hair falls out all of a sudden, then your body says to you something from within is not okay. The first thing that I look at is the thyroid gland, because if that is under or overactive, you will lose air. I look at the person's ferritin level. If your eye level is too low, then the papilla, which is the root, doesn't get enough of the iron. And then I also look at the hormones, and I look at the vitamin supplements. If the person is stressed, does she have stress? Did she have a baby three months ago? Because after three months, the hair goes. If the person has gone through trauma, if there was this in the family, if there was a big exam, anything that disrupts your metabolism, three yeah. months later,
0: you will lose uh, there. You were just giving now, you know, like possible reasons why people will suffer hair loss, which I think is so great to just know, you know, because I think so many people go through it. But do you also give pointers that you maybe share with your patients, good practices to follow? even at home, on how to look after your hair and how to look after your scalp?
1: Yes, I do that. That is a continuous education because once they come in, once they've done the consultation, then the next visit, and if I might send them for a blood test, one or two, if I find that, okay, maybe I think they are deficient, maybe or maybe they have a thyroid problem, then they come back for treatments. And then I show them what to do. And then they can carry on at home with it. And they only visit me when they think, okay, now it's time again to go see how <laughs> <out. laughs> And I give them homework also. Yeah. You, you yeah. will be surprised when they come back. It does something to their self-esteem if they of know course. really what. Now, once they've touched base with their condition and I've given them the information, they continuously text me and ask me a question. That's okay. And then once they start seeing the benefit and how the hair starts to grow and how the texture starts to become better, then they, they are very, very happy. Your hair is not good, man. It, it takes away your self-esteem, your confidence. And when the hair is good, they feel good also. And my payment is not in monetary terms, but in the success that I have with each patient that lives here.
0: Alma, just shortly... If there's anybody that wants to follow this career path in the medical sphere, you mentioned, you know, it was quite a challenge, specifically in South Africa. What is the career path that they would follow?
1: As long as they have their matric, And then I always say to people that want to study, it, do a little bit of hairdressing also, so that you can understand the molecular structure of the hair. You can understand how the hair grows. Those are your basic things. I went to study it part-time because I wanted to know why this is happening. It was three months after each of my kids, I lost there. And the dermatologist at the time only gave me vitamin B injections and nothing happened. But when I'm out in the street, I saw there's many people then with the Then That search became then to go and find out where and why. So I studied at a late stage. And at that time, they gave me credit for the little bit of hairdressing that I did. But it helped me to give proper treatments for the people. It helped me to understand hairdressing in general, how the papilla works, the bonds of the hair, the disulfide bonds, the salt bonds. You do it when you study it also. But when you do hairdressing, you actually touch the person's scalp, you touch the person's hair and things like that. So then they gave me credit for that. And then at the time, I had to go over to Australia to go and do the course there. But now, still with it now, it has become better because people don't want to travel far now because of COVID. So they, they relaxed the rules and regulations. We still have to register with an international company, the board of the trichologists. But you then can do practical with a qualified trichologist. And with a registered trichologist, not with anyone that says, yes, use it. this or come buy this product, actually quite a serious thing. So now people can study it, but then they will have to come to me for practical. But all of that is then done on camera so that they can see that the person has done the hours that they're supposed to be doing. Courses that people can do through Australia. I did Australia because it was the cheapest for me. Or you can do it through the UK or America. But these other ones that you do online, those are not real ones.
0: So you would have to the international route?
1: I did speak to the services center to bring in the course. So I think they are looking at it. Then it will be easy for us or people around to study.
0: Thank you for joining this week's episode of Healthworm Zanzi podcast. For more on episode nine to eight, check out healthwormzanzi.co.za. Now remember, if you are in a medical jam or just curious about some health and wellness trends, you can send an email to hello at healthformzanzi.co.za or send a message to 076-132-0454. Here, we're on Blue Tech. So there you have it, girls and guys. If you did not know anything about psychology, we hope you have learned a thing or two from this chat. Till next time, keep well and stay healthy. Signing out, your girl, Joe.